This is an old Orkney story called Sati. Now a long time ago, a good three hundred years ago anyway, there was a man called Sati who lived on the hills between Stennis and Orfor. They said his name, I mean, in Orkney in those days, Sati would mean salty, but this didn't seem to be why they called him that. They called him that because he was in league with Satan. He was, supposedly, a spay man, a man who knew a thing or two, knew magic, could see the future. And what he did, what his reputation was, was for being able to find anything that had been stolen. Now, he had no more idea as to who had stolen anything than me or you, but... His reputation was such that everybody believed that he knew. And so, if something went missing, somebody would come by to see him, and he would always quiz them about who it was, you know, who do you suspect, and uh, when did you last see your chicken, and such like. And then he would make a, a declaration. He would say, I know exactly who stole your chicken. Go back and tell everyone that Sati knows exactly who did it, and unless he returns the chicken right away, then I will expose him in front of the whole parish. Everyone will know the thief among them. That was enough. That was enough to get anybody scared and bringing back what they'd stolen. So he relied on that reputation. But also he was fly, he was clever, he was cunning. And his foil in this was Mrs. Satie, because whenever anybody came up to the hoose, and the reason why the hoose was built on the side of a hill in the first place was so that they could see the view, an uninterrupted view, and they could see anybody coming up to the house long before they got there. And if they saw somebody coming towards the house, Sati would hide himself in a little cupboard, a little built-in cupboard that you didn't see, really, when you were in the dark house. And he would stand in this little little closet, and he'd listen while Mrs. Sati pumped them for information. You've lost some money. Mercy, that's terrible. How much have you lost? <gasps> Is that right? Oh, God save us. Folk these days, it's just no safe to leave anything around. When did you last see it? Mm-hmm. And did you see any strangers about the house or anybody? Did you have any visitors? Any suspicion as to who it might be? Oh, mercy, is that so? God, you don't say. Oh, you just can't trust anybody these days, can you? Well, Satie would stand there and listen, and he would get all the information that he could. And when he realized that Mrs. Satie had, you know, exhausted the well, they had been pumped dry, then he would sneak out another little door that led to the outside now, Mrs. Satie was always apologising. Her husband was never at home when anybody came. But he had been listening. And then he would make a big deal about coming in through the front door. Oh, there you are, said his wife. Well, you'll never get... Ah, you don't need to tell me, he says. I know exactly who's here. 
and I know exactly why they're here too, lost money, and then he would give the exact sum of money, and the last time that the man seen it, and then again he would say, go and tell everybody that Satie and Cain, Satie knows fine who did it, and I'll expose them in front of the whole parish unless that money is returned, and it always was. Now one day, Sati ran into a real problem, because there was a laird who had had a large sum of money stolen, sixty pounds, three hundred years ago. That's a fortune. Well, the laird didn't want news of this getting out. He didn't want people to know that he'd lost money. Mostly just to save face rather than anything else. So he told a servant to take a horse and to ride to Sati's house. But on no account was he to go in. He was to, to say that, tell Sati that a large sum of money has been stolen. And I expect him to come to the big house tomorrow morning at breakfast time. And then find the culprit. Well, the servant rode to the house. Mrs. Satty went out to greet him. Oh, mercy, he says. Where do you come for? I've come for the laird. He's had money stolen. Quite a lot of money. And he wants Satty to come to the big house tomorrow morning, breakfast time. And then he's turned the horse. Well, Mrs. Satty grabbed the bridle to try to stop him. Oh, you'll come in for a minute. He's no here, just no, but come in for a cup of tea and we'll have a pity blather about this. No, no, he said, I've under orders from the laird. And he rode off. Well, poor old Satty. What was he going to do? He had no idea who it might be or anything about it. And, I mean... His reputation was on the line. If he couldn't find who had stolen this money, the cat would be out the bag. Everybody would know that he had no power to be able to say who had stolen anything, and it would show him up to be the fraud that he was. Well, this is how he made his livelihood. He would be ruined. So it was a very worried Satie that set off early the next morning to walk to the laird's house. He got there, and he was brought in, and he was given some breakfast in the kitchen. A bowl of porridge was put in front of him. And he supped that. Now, Satie was worried. Like I said, his reputation was rested on this. And you know that when you see a swan sailing along on the surface of a loch, and it's just gracefully drifting along, effortlessly, but under the water, boom, 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 those feet are paddling like mad. Well, that was Sati. He looked calm and serene on the surface, but his mind was going boom, 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 like the feet of the swan. He was thinking what he could do. But there was one good thing about Sati. He was cunning. So <clears throat> the laird came to see him. He was summoned in front of the laird, and the laird said, I have lost sixty pounds. 
And I want it returned, and I want it returned without a fuss. I don't want people knowing that I had that amount of money stolen from me. I'd be a laughing stock. No, you have to tell me who the culprit is. So Sati thought about this for a minute, and he said, Well, I'll need a few things. What's that? Well, I'll need a cooking pot, a large cooking pot that is used a lot. And I also need a black cockerel. Well, okay, I can get you those things, no problem. They're alive cockerel, he said, you understand. Not a not a, a plucked and oven-ready one, but, you know, a live cockerel. Yes, 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 that's not a problem. And then I want you and all your family and all your servants to gather in the big hall here. So all the family and servants were gathered together there, and in comes the cook with a big cooking pot and the cockerel under her arm. And Sati took the big cooking pot, and he held the cockerel down, and then he put the pot over the top of it, so that the mouth of the pot was against the floor and the cockerel was trapped inside. Now, this pot, as Sati knew, had been well used. That's why he asked for a well used pot. And the whole bottom of the pot was sooty. It was all caked in soot from the fire. Right, he said, Laird, you have to start. Why? Why me? Well, just to show everybody that everyone is being treated the same here, fairly. I want you to walk three times around the pot, and then I want you, with your fingertips, to touch the pot with both hands, fingertips of both hands. If you are the guilty party, the cockerel inside the pot will crow. And then we'll know who the guilty one is. We'll know the thief, the one that stole your money. Well, the lad wasn't convinced, but he walked around the port three times, against the course of the sun, of course, because Sati was in league with the devil. And then he touched the pot with the fingertips of his two hands. And then Sati said, right, and now I want you to raise your hands and hold them in the air for a minute. So he raised his hands. And Sati had a look at his fingers, and all his fingers were black. They were sooty. And then the laird's wife had to do it. And his sons and his daughters had to do it as well. Nothing happened. All the servants started from the butler down. All the important ones first. Not a thing. They all walked three times around the pot. They touched it. They raised their hands. Sati looked at the fingers. Black tips to the fingers. And then they got the other servants, the ones that worked outside in the stables and in the barn, and they all went around it and then they touched it, and, you know, then the same thing, black fingers. Now, and it got to the stage where they had got most of the people had done this. There was just a few left, and Sati was starting to really worry about this. But he persevered. Another couple of 
servants who were just hired to work in the harvest. They walked three times around the pot. They touched it. He saw the fingers were black. And then there came a young man who had not been in the laird's employment for very long, just a day or two. And he seemed a bit hesitant, and Sati watched him with interest. But he walked three times around the pot, and then he put his fingers down onto the pot, and he raised his hands, and Sati looked at them, and the fingertips were clean. He hadn't touched the pot. You didn't touch the pot, he said. The man said nothing. Why did you not touch the pot? Were you scared that the cockerel would crow? Well, the man then admitted that, yes, he confessed. He was the one who had stolen the money. And he was sent off to his room where he stayed to fetch the money and bring it back and give it to the laird. Well, the laird was furious with the man, but delighted with Sati. So instead of getting the law involved, this man just got a beating and was sent on his way. But Sati was rewarded with a large sum of money. And not only that, he had got something far better than cash. His reputation was left intact. <laughs>